Hey everybody, it's Travis here, and you are listening to another episode of Everything and Nothing. Dun dun dun. I tried to sound scary there. Okay, well, it's a little uh, granted and warranted that I sound scary because today's little gem I have for you guys is a show that was probably first of its kind to blend the genre of horror murder mystery with reality. And it was a little show called Murder in Small Town X that aired in 2001 on the Fox Network. Now, if you don't remember this show, and if you do, let me get into it and explain a little bit about it because if you didn't watch it, and even if you have watched it, it was a little complicated to follow. So I'll try my best to give you the deets and not uh, bore you with too many details. But it was a pretty good show if I say so myself. So let's get into it. Okay. Let me explain the premise of the show. Just a little bit. Okay, well have 10 contestants they go to this uh fishing village called sunrise and the show is called sunrise but it's actually a village in maine and then they act as investigators amateur investigators to solve you know fictional murders and so the investigators they're given a list of like 15 suspects who are supposed to be townspeople right and these townspeople are played by, I think, like, extras and actors and stuff. And so a, a number of them are, like, improvising. And they're stationed around the town, the real-life town, even though it's called Sunrise, but it's actually a real town. Uh, and their job is to, like, help the contestants out, the investigators out, and, like, giving them clues to who could be a suspect and whatnot. And so the investigators, once they are, you know settled with whatever clues they get they're sent on missions around the town to discover clues you know to clear suspects and then as that's happening you know the murderer the killer he kills again and then that also clears up suspects for them so in every episode it was like a lead investigator or a lifeguard was chosen and uh, once the lifeguard is chosen by you know, the investigator, usually who was eliminated or killed off the previous episode. And then that investigator, well, lifeguard who's chosen by the investigator, the investigator leaves a pre-recorded message saying who they choose to be the lifeguard. And then for the investigators, uh, yeah. So, like, for instance, in the final episode, I think it was, the final two investigators, you know, the previous investigator who was eliminated, will determine who gets his or her first choice on which suspect they want to pursue. It's like that. Or, no, not the final episode, but, like, the final two investigators in the episode. And so, see how I told you it's complicated. So, try to follow me. And then every three days, they get two envelopes, one red and black, and then they be found, they'll, they'll be found in somewhere in the town and then in the red envelope 
there was always like a question about what the investigators had learned during the day. And so the question would be usually to track one of the teams, uh, to be pointed to one of the track teams. So it means whoever was involved with that line of investigation has the highest potential of answering it right. The team's answer would be sent to the killer via email. With the address being anonymous and everything, so then it said if it was correct, the killer would clear one of the remaining suspects. If wrong, the number of suspects would remain the same. After that, the black envelope would be opened. It contains two smaller black envelopes, each containing a map of a certain location. The investigators, except the lifeguard, will go into a separate room to vote for the person who will play the killer's game. After the vote, the lifeguard picks the second person who will play. The two investigators would each choose a map and head out to the two different remote locations completely alone with their movements recorded only by night vision cameras, right? One of the investigators would discover an important clue to the mystery, whereas the other would be eliminated off the show by being killed by the killer. With their last seconds being seen through the eyes of said killer in the manner of, you know, movies from the horror slasher heyday. So that's how it is. Now, how the story itself starts out is it starts out the game... Because, you know, this show, just to be clear, it's more of a hybrid of a reality show game. So, mystery, drama. So, yeah. The the game starts out with the mysterious murder of a family known as the Flints. And then the investigators have to base their investigation on that murder. And then it soon turns out that there was much more to the case that they, you know, thought when other suspects start turning up dead. So, yeah. That's what the story is, and that's the murder that they're solving in the show. So I don't know if that was too complicated for you to follow, but that's basically how it was played. And being that it was sort of a reality show, at the time when I watched it, I didn't really think that it was fake. I thought it was sort of kind of real. But then I was like, they wouldn't air this on TV if it was not real. But it felt so real because of how they shot it. And, you know, shooting in a show like that, shooting, shooting a show like that in the style of a reality show and then having people, you know, quotation marks, die on screen trying to solve a murder, it was scary. Because things happened in the town that really freaked out the housemates, the guests, the contestants, because they didn't know what was happening all the way. I mean, they knew that they were playing a game that was like sort of a mystery game, basically like a updated version of Clue. They knew that that was happening, but there were still surprises for them along the way, things that frightened them, even though they didn't think they were really going to die or knew they weren't going to die. But it was still things that happened that really threw them off guard and scared them, and seeing that was what made it scary because it was like, okay, they're not going to let us die, but that's not going to stop them from, you know, scaring the shit out of us, you know. And so that was basically what happened, every, you know, after every episode, during every episode, as they were trying to solve their case. So, yeah, that is the synopsis and the <coughs> premise of the show. Uh, I would say you can watch it on YouTube, but you cannot watch the show anywhere. 
they canceled the first show. I mean, canceled the show after the first season. Because even though critically it was really good, and critics enjoyed it, the ratings weren't as good. Even though I watched it, but who the hell am I? I'm only one person, you know. So I watched it, but the critics loved it, and I lost... I guess a lot of the audience did not. So they didn't bring it back for a second season. So, although, um, you know, they have other... They took this premise and did it again with other shows. Like the BBC tried it with their show called The Murder Game. Uh, Back in 2013, ABC tried it, in a way. And this time it was like, took place in a house... And it was called Who Done It. Now I watched that as well, and I enjoyed that. Uh, but they didn't bring that back either. So hell, I guess this premise is just not one that works for more than one season, I suppose. So, well, I'm sure you can watch Who Done It on ABC if you want to see, you know, what it's about and get a clear idea on how they do shows like this. Because I doubt that Fox has the show on its website. So if you want to get a clear idea or a little bit of idea of how this works, you can watch Who Done It, which is not the same premise. I mean, the premise is not the same, but um, there is like a killer killing them off at the end of every episode, and they have to solve the cases, you know, who the killer is in the house. And then the only difference is it's among them in the group that's the difference between murder in small town x and who done it but you get a better idea of how the show was watching who done it now if you can find murder in small town x on fox and any i guess streaming platform then go ahead and be my guest and watch it and then take a trip down memory lane or not uh it wasn't, I think, it sort of was lost after it came out. No one ever talked about it because right after it came out, it it, it came out in July, I think. July, uh, let me see. I want to say July. And then it ended in September 4th. And that was right before September 11th. So, no one was talking about that show anymore by then. And then, what makes it even more worse is that... Well, I don't want to give it away. But, you know... Someone on this show was involved in September 11th. So, that's what makes it even worse. Is that... The show ended in September. But... Someone on the show ended up losing their lives... In September 11th. So it was it's a pretty weird thing to know and talk about. But yeah. So Murder in Small Town X. Today's Little Gym. Uh, look it up and read about it. Check it out if you can. And I will talk to you guys later. And thank you all for listening to Everything and Nothing. And I will be back and talk to you guys sooner than later. Okay. Like Ellen says, be kind to one another especially during this season. Be nice, okay? Bye-bye.